What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? What if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hi, I'm BJ Sype, and you're listening to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I am a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. Thanks for tuning in. It felt so good to finally get out and do some work out in public today. I got sick starting Monday night, and it pretty much took me out until today. I was able to get some work done from my bed at home still, but after several days straight of the scene not changing, I was ready to get out. After 12 hours of sleep, and I can't remember the last time that I slept that long, I was feeling halfway human and ventured my way over to the Starbucks here in town for the rest of my afternoon. Usually, I would have gone to my regular coffee spot, but Kylie needed me to run into the grocery store on my way home as well, which happens to be right next to the Starbucks. So, off I went. I walked in and sat down at a corner table before putting in my order and getting to work. I was finishing up reading a book that I had started the day before when I noticed a young man with a clipboard going from customer to customer inside the store. Now, normally, I'm a big people person and wouldn't mind at all stopping and having a brief conversation with someone. But today, I was exhausted, and all I wanted to do was sit there and read my book and do my work without being disturbed. I followed him out of the corner of my eye as I read, and then it happened. He turned towards me and started my direction. Maybe if I don't even look up, he'll not even approach me, I thought to myself. And I know that's terrible, but you know that you've been there yourself. It's the guy at the kiosk in the mall trying to sell you something, and you lock your gaze straight forward and do your best to not make eye contact because you have no interest in buying a bedazzled phone case. You know, that kind of thing. My obvious investment in my book made no difference nonetheless. Because moments later, I hear, Excuse me, sir, can I have a minute of your time? Well, it was worth a shot, I thought to myself as I lowered my book, only to have a pamphlet shoved into my face. The bold typeface at the top read, Starbucks has broken over 200 labor laws. If I hadn't have read it, I would have gotten the gist from his opening line. Do you realize that Starbucks has continued to abuse, mistreat, and misrepresent its loyal workers? <laughs> Quite the opening line. That's not something I know anything about, to be honest, I responded. Well, I was recently fired from a Starbucks location, he said, and the situation behind my termination was unlawful to say the least. I'm really sorry to hear that, I said, glancing at his clipboard with a half a dozen signatures on it. He continued on. So that's why I'm in here today asking for signatures from other loyal customers who want to back their baristas so that Starbucks can be stopped from union busting. And with that, he pushed forward his clipboard and his pen, obviously prompting me that now was the moment to nod my head and sign. To his surprise, I handed them back. Well, my friend, I wish you the best. But to be perfectly honest, 
I don't feel comfortable attaching my name to something that I don't know much about and have not done my research on. As you know, there are always two sides to every story. Do you have any links that you could share with me and direct me to some further investigation on both sides of the issue? His blank stare back at me said it all. I'm not really sure. No one has asked me that before. He thought a moment and shared the Starbucks Workers United homepage with me and then toddled off outside to knock on unsuspecting people's windows who were waiting in the drive-thru. To my amazement, most rolled down their window and a few folks here and there signed his petition. I had to hand it to him, though. He stayed there over five hours. The dude was committed to fill out that sheet of paper. I packed up my stuff and made my way to the grocery store and then home. As I did, I thought about his response to me when I had asked for further information from both sides of the issue. No one has asked me that before. Perhaps it can be chalked up to the fact that he's new to this, or perhaps that is a sad commentary on the way that people often approach different issues in life. How quick are we to just accept something that is presented to us as true without actually digging in to see whether there's any validity to it or not. I'm reminded of the State Farm commercial where the girl says they can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. And a hilarious commentary on this exact issue. I read it on the internet, so it must be true, right? Or I read it in a book, so it must be true, right? Or, my friends shared it on Facebook, so it must be true, right? Or, to really ruffle some feathers, I saw it on such and such news networks, so it must be true, right? You know the Proverbs has something to say about this. In fact, Proverbs 18 will speak to this issue on two separate occasions. First in verse 13, where it reads, The one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness, and a disgrace to him. In other words, this is someone who is ready to give an answer, even though they have not yet listened to even know what they're talking about. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. But, if your opinion is formed without even listening first, that is what you call speaking from ignorance. You know, like putting your name down on a petition that you know nothing about. There is great danger in doing this in our lives as Christians, and I'm not talking about signing petitions. Listening is so important, because without doing so, you don't get the full story. And coming to conclusions about others, about events, or about circumstances without getting the full story is not only foolish, but can actually lead us to many sinful things. It can lead us to gossip. It can lead us to misrepresent others. It can lead us to slander. It can lead us to making unrighteous judgments. Before you start talking, start listening. The second instance in Proverbs 18 says the following in verse 17. The first to state his case seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. Nearly every night before I go to bed, I will watch an episode of Perry Mason, the defense attorney. Often in the courtroom, 
a witness is called to the stand and seems to be telling the truth and accurately depicting the facts. That is, until he is cross-examined, and you realize how many of the details were fabricated and exposed before all. The point is simple. You can't just take everyone at their word. As with everything, there's always two sides to every story. Before we arrive at any conclusions, we must be sure to hear the whole matter. Or we might arrive at some wrong conclusions. Wrong conclusions about others. Wrong conclusions about a church. Wrong conclusions about God. The list goes on and on, doesn't it? The point is simple. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. James 1.19 Before you say yes, before you say no, before you say anything, make sure that you've got the full story. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode, and I would invite you back every Thursday for a brand new episode each week. If you haven't already, Be sure to find us on Facebook for future announcements or even some special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, share it with someone else that you think would benefit from it also. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all each and every day set our minds above.